All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of The Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. You listened to last week's real life podcast and thought, man, that's depressing. I'd rather listen to Static. <laughs> You're really gonna like this show. Things have gone well. Wanye, Smigorowski slash Chris Chalmers, Bag Milk, Jay Downton at the Squire, Jared. What in the sweet shit has happened? We found a whole new. It's like we were in Mariana's trench. Uh, I'm gonna bring the ocean into it, Bag Milk, and then we fell into a sub chamber of Mariana's trench. Just like the team, we had a closed door meeting after last show. Be like, we got to be more positive. Oh yeah. Well, the funny thing about last week's show is we were super salty, very salty, very salty. And then the Oilers went out and rattled off a seven-two win that yeah. night. And people were like tweeting, "You should do a new show." Like, yeah, <laughs> but then good thing they're spaced out a week apart, Charles. They just do that to us too, like straight up. You can have a week of disappointment, and then all of a sudden a seven-two win makes you feel. Like, it's not going to be bad anymore. We got to celebrate those high points. Bag Milk, let's hit up what has happened since the last Real Life podcast. 7-2 win. Buffalo. That was on Monday. Amazing. Great game. Great game. A lot of fun. I saw Jack Eichel crying on the bench. I felt big. I felt two inches taller. There's one thing that makes me happy. It's seeing Jack Eichel cry at the hands of Connor McDavid. Sad Jack Eichel. People want me to buy an Oculus Rift, and I assume they do, Bag Milk. You got to get some sort of VR game where I get to beat Jack Eichel with a bat. Poor guy. If it was realistic, he's just got that face. He's got that sour lemon eating. Anyway, so that was good. 7-2, VR beating. Everybody's pumped. Luke's Everyone's two pumped. goals. Two goals. How can we forget? Two goals. And he legit got set up for a hatty opportunity at the end and uh, just missed. That second goal hit, I felt like the earth shift a bit. Yeah. Like it was such a monumental. 
both nice goals by him too. Yeah. The yeah. first one especially, he ripped that the thing cough top up, shelf. The cough up shot there. Top where the shelf. Guy... That thing went off the tender, didn't it? The only problem I had with Lucic's two goal game is that it gave Coom a commanding lead. The Lucic goal draft, but that's a problem for another day. It's another problem. seventh in the in the team in scoring and goals. Right. Good now. times, and then he scored Lucic. next game. He's hot. He uh, so the next game was a three two win in the shootout over Vancouver. Hot. Right. Yeah. We were, we were we were we were feeling good. We were two and zero in our last two games, Jay. It was Wednesday. It was a great week. Momentum building. Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. It was Wednesday. You probably went out for some wings, maybe a cocktail. Yeah, yes. Enjoyed an Oilers win against a divisional rival. I was looking forward to the Calgary H and I C game since the s- schedule came out. I always look ahead and I say to myself, which are going to be the games that I get real drunk at? And that was one of the ones that stood out. Like, Saturday night, the Flames are in town. They're bastards. And how'd that go, Wanya? It went very poorly. <laughs> I don't understand why the fans were more jacked than most of the Oilers to play the game. So <laughs> I, I had to do, uh, so on the weekend, I do the GDBs for Gregor. And the, what I kind of thought leading up to the game is if there was ever an opportunity to be so pumped, so psyched up, so fired up and ready to go, it's a Hockey Night in Canada game against the Calgary Flames. I unveiled the Connor All-Star bag milk. I knew you were excited about it. I was excited. I held onto it like a gal waiting for a prom and I bought my dress six months early. What was the vibe like on Saturday? Was it like, I assume half, was it half, half flames others? I've been to more exciting semiconductor conferences. Like (laughs) it was like, everybody's walking around. How do you do? Yes. uh, Hello. There was a lot of flames fans in the house. Yeah. And like leading into the game, I thought this is going to be good. I like when there's Flames fans there. Mixes, I do too. I like it when there's Habs fans there. Yeah. Brings a little bit of energy to the old barn, right? Unless things go sideways. There was a guy sitting behind the Oilers bench, I think. And he had a Flames jersey that says Van Sucks 69 and a cowboy hat. And after every goal, he would stand <laughs> up and take his cowboy hat off and gesture to the crowd. If I had the money to be sitting lower bowl, I would kick that man square at his... Well, because you know what? There's nothing more fun than being in the other team's building when your specific club is running the show. Oh, it's the best. It's like best. when we went down to Calgary, yes, they lost that first game against Calgary, but for 40 minutes, we were chirping anyone within earshot, and it was a great time. Where was the fire in the first period of that specific game in this game? There was none. There was none. I had to sit. There was this, this fucking... Flame troll <laughs> who is behind me mm-hmm. and he's, he's an older gentleman. He's probably in his fifties <laughs> and he talks like this and he wouldn't fucking stop talking all game. He was driving me nuts. I was with Mandy's. I'm like, fuck, I want to turn around and punch this guy. And, but I'm like, he's got a right to chirp. But then all the crowd started to turn on him and <laughs> all the ammunition they were firing his way was, Oh, how many cups do you oh, have? Oh God. Only ah. using the past. And the guy was right to be like, you have to let go of the past at some point. Like you guys fucking suck now. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this fucking guy is driving me nuts and he's right. And you know, we made, we, we were close to making it. And every time we scored, I would turn back and I would stare in his fucking eyes and yeah. I would just point at <laughs> yes. him. And I wouldn't yes. say, I wouldn't say anything. I would no. just point at him. Yes. And, uh, and, 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 and then, and then after when we made the, when new scored the three, two goal, <laughs> yeah, I did that. And, he didn't talk for 10 minutes. Yes. And I'm like, okay, we fucking... And then, Silence intimidation. And then we score their fourth goal, and then he's back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, he deserved to. We deserved it. Oh, he it was his day. It. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the worst part about it is when the other team's fans are right. Yeah. 
That's when it hurts the most because they brought like a like a whiteboard and they're just drawing out graphs. Yeah. yeah. Well, in 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 the Calgary game when we went down and we were winning. I was consoling Flames fans because we're just giving it to them. Like, don't worry, there's lots of hockey left. Oh, fuck. Sure as shit that I jinxed that, didn't I? With you, that. You were at that game, both of you? Did you guys see the brawl in the stands? No. Apparently, there was a big one. Really? Yeah, I guess the friend of mine that was at our hockey game last night told me that he was sitting in the lower bowl and a guy course, about 10 why. rows back tried to throw a beer on the ice. Of course, it didn't make it. It <laughs> came off and it went all over this guy in the third row and some got on the guy in the second row. And the guy in the third row stood up and the guy in the second row stood up and just turned around and thought it was him and just knocked him, knocked him out and started a fight. Knocked the guy that oh, got beer on yeah. him? Oh, so like mistaken Oilers. Identity, like straight up mistaken identity. The guys just oh, stand there oh. drenched in beer. Like that's the frustration boiling over straight up We're right there. turning on each other. That was probably two Oilers on. fans fighting each other. Awesome. It's going to be like that last Mad Max. It's going to be great. When I heard about that, I'm just like, oh God, this is why I go to Oil Kings games. Little fights there. We win. We win, we get points. Oil Kings. I went to another one straight Holy up. Holy <laughs> moly. Well, I'm going to the one on Friday, but only because oh, the Moose Jaw Warriors are Do yourself are in town. a favor and just really, really take all in what Trey Fix Walensky is as a player and a person. Oh, the guy that was just sleeping under our radar that we got, went drafted in the seventh round has been playing under our noses all this time. We didn't uh, have ah. the idea to maybe pick him in the sixth from fucking here, round. From here, representing short people like myself. Maybe portly fellows like myself. You know, if I had time to give one fuck about the Oil Kings trophy, you might want to start no, for your own mental no, well-being. No, I'm gonna We're nail my feet eight. and my balls to the deck of the SS Oilers. Trey, We're all going down together. Trey leads the league in assists. He leads the he's second in the league in the points, and we are top of the division. It's, it's good times. His name is Trey Fixwinski. Oh yeah, Trey. I can't. Just Trey. like the drummer from Green Day, Trey, Trey Cool. cool. Trey and this Trey? guy and Trey is Trey cool. I can't be bothered. He needs to change his profile picture though when he scores because it's like the <laughs> hairstyle was in when he'd cut it way up high, oh, yeah. shave it, and then it's really long on top. Cool, cool. Yeah, that was in for about a couple weeks. I gotta tell you how salty I am and how how emotionally connected uh, I am to the Oilers. It's it is souring me so much this <laughs> this this weekend, especially Battle of Alberta's like fucking show up. I'm so fucking mad. Every Sunday I play like a pickup game of hockey. Same guys show up. We throw, you know, sticks essentially. And, you know, we play for an hour and a half. And I'm so fucking salty and mad, you know, going into this. I'm like telling off guys for like not making passes because I'm like thinking I'm watching. the. <laughs> oh. I'm like, why are they fucking? You got to pass that sooner. You got to. I'm like, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, and I'm all of a sudden I had to like sit on the bed. Like, what the fuck's going on with yourself, man? Look at you. Like the, the affecting society. It's a, that's all salty. I'm like, I gotta, I, I gotta, society. I gotta grow up here and whole. be a little aware and be able to t- detach from this. But I can't. I'm getting mad at guys in pickup hockey. Talk about the game against Carolina Bagmouth. All right. So Saturday's <laughs> game did not go well. I pick myself up. I wake up first thing in the morning. I start knocking out the GDB, and I say, you "Hey, you got to. Today's a new day. Today's a new day. Like that Celine Dion song, New Day." I look at the schedule, I look at the stats, I look at the lineups, the news, I say, hey. We got them. These Hurricanes, they're a beatable team. Nothing. What the Oilers need is they need a little rain on what is an otherwise dry and dusty desert. The Hurricanes, they're the team to bring this opportunity to us. And instead, first shot goal 27 seconds in. (laughs) I'm watching it, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. 
They should be having dressing room meetings to avenge the 06 Cup Finals still. And someone should be putting a $10,000 bill on the board saying, this goes to the first guy who knocks out a hurricane cold. Well, I'm still carrying that grudge. I am too. 2006, that may be 13 years ago, but I'm still carrying that fresh. Every single game the others have lost to the Hurricanes since then, I've tweeted, name a worse loss to the Hurricanes. Oh, wait. <laughs> you see Titch's tweet, too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same thing. He gets a lot of I, mileage out of that one. That's what, what Brownlee said. Why is everyone <laughs> quoting everyone? You're quoting yeah. Brownlee? I think it's what do you say? What do you say? Well, he said this might be the most disappointing loss to the Carolina Hurricanes I can remember. Tchaikovsky, you son of a bitch. That's my joke. That's <laughs> fuck. What do, you, what do you say? Like, I mean, when the Bronx cheer comes out for the first shot of the game, 10 minutes in, they're already down by three or whatever it is. What are you going to do? What a horrible way to spend a Sunday evening. Oh, I read the Sportsnet. Uh, sorry, on, on the Sportsnet app, I read like the breakdown of the game. And they were talking about how just bad Carolina's been and how Brendan Moore was like so mad at everybody on the team. Yeah, Brendan Moore said he was going to play. He was going to lace them up. Yeah. yeah. And so the, are like, like, the old Oilers are like, can we do that? And I'm, can we, can I'm, we sign them? Can we, can we do that? Yeah. Okay. I'm literally going broke. Because I, I just with my heart and because of you guys, I want to support the Oilers the best way I can, and that is to bet on. You don't have to bet on the Oilers to support us, but Listen, I like where your heart is. But my heart's there, and I want them to win. And and so this one, I'm just like, okay, man, I can't get, I can't get like, it's been good last week, but then this game, so I bet on it, and within like literally by the ten minute mark, I didn't even money's gone. <laughs> the money was gone, and I didn't even want to watch anymore, and it was stupid. So. It was so disheartening. Everybody, everything that I read though was like, I know that we're on a back to back. We're at home though, and Carolina's playing like crap. Carolina was nine points out of a playoff spot yesterday. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, of all the teams to play, here we go, here we go. It's going to avenge my saltiness from 13 years ago, at least a little bit. It's going to make Rolly me was in the house. Everyone helps. Rolly was in the house. Rolly was in the house. Rolly was in the house. Look good. Come out with that performance in front of Roly. Get oh, out how, of here. How did you guys see that? He was on the was scoreboard. It, you know, was he? Wait, is that Calgary though? He was on the that was Calgary, but I only assume. I assume he's still there. He yeah. stayed. <laughs> Maybe he left. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was he just the couldn't, he just couldn't get enough. They just mashed into one big blob of goo. Uh, Any chance Roly could uh, strap him up for a game or two? Maybe finish out the year? Who's our backup to our backup right now? Al Montoya. Or uh, NHL 19. It's again. Skinner's a starter Starrett. in Bakersfield right now. Yes. No, yeah. Not Skinner. Not um, I don't know who that yeah, guy Skinner. is. Stuart Skinner. Oh, oh, we're doing that thing where you have two conversations at once. Yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast. I have NHL. I'm playing NHL 19 a season because I've turned into a video game junkie right now. Uh-huh. And I'm being Edmonton again because of, of my course. heart. Respect. We're doing a hell of a lot better than they are, but except our backup goalie, to, Talbot got hurt, so Koskinen's been starting. So I'm you know why? Because you have heart. Yeah. When you're destroying your children at NHL 19, you should, you're doing it with heart. You should see how good Luch is in the game. Woo. He fast. <laughs> <laughs> I went, these guys made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> you made a mistake, EA Sports. <sighs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. I want to talk about the presser today, Bag Milk, that the Oilers held, which was a trick. It was a ruse. Everyone thought Chirelli was going to get fired. We were all excited. Amazing. And then, well, we'll get to it after this. Real Life Podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? Yeah, can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group, join the family. The break, Jay was saying that the annoying Flames fan was giving him the 
throat finger cut. across the throat, throat cut. after he said some non stuff you can't say things. in 2019. Stuff, you, stuff man. you can't say in 20 about directed at our players. You get suspended in men's league hockey for five games saying that's kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Part of me just thinks it'd be awesome if there was just mayhem in the stands. Everyone is fighting and the police are like, let them fight. Civil disobedience. Let them get it out. And then like them. people are like daisy chaining up into the OEG box and like knocking out Chia. What's it'd be like that. Chain? the outsiders. It's when you like use people to climb up people. Oh. In a daisy-like fashion. Yeah, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> They're all named Daisy. It's very... Person, every so, single some, person some, named Daisy, line up. We're going to climb up. Exactly. Some person named Daisy invented this sweet human ladder. You know when people are like, have like something heavy to carry and they go like this and the next guy goes like yeah. that? Yeah. Daisy chain. Oh. Look, we can sit also, here and shout talk. out to the Lazy Susan. Oh. oh, love a Lazy Susan. <laughs> Spinning? Get out of here. It's the way to do it. Bag yeah. milk, talk to me about this presser today. So we got tricked. As you said before the break, we all thought maybe today was that day. The ruse. Maybe today was going to be Black Monday in the sense that everybody's got to go. Instead, what they did was they talked to Connor and Nuge and Hitchcock and they asked some questions like you would expect them to ask and they didn't say a whole lot. All of us were disappointed. Now, other news from today, Wanye, is that Raddy and Spooner both got placed on waivers. Ryan Spooner, of course, traded for Ryan Strom in mid-November. So things are not looking good there. So I thought it was interesting. Speaking of the pressure, talking to Hitchcock and why those two guys got sent down. And he was basically saying it's Puliarvi and Yamamoto giving them more, giving more to the team than the other two were. So they had to go. So is this the waivers? Sometimes they trick me and I'm like, so-and-so's on waivers. I'm like, oh no, they're gone. They're like, no, no, they're not gone. It's just. Yeah. So they're going to, the, 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 the point is to send him to Bakersfield. However, will they make it there? I guarantee you Ryan Spooner's making it there. Yeah. Nobody is pulling that contract. If someone takes them, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. I do think Ty Ratty is going to get pulled. What's Spooner making? Just so 3.1. He actually makes 4 million bucks, but the Rangers were convinced to stay uh, to keep paying 900k. So that nice the money evened out in the Strom for Spooner. So 3.1 is the bill there total. If you're following along, Chalmers. Jordan Eberle. <laughs> For Ryan Strom, Ryan Spooner. For a thick, four. thick glass of nothing. I feel like that, this reminds me of when I was in like grade five and I took a really, really sweet hockey card that I had to school and somebody offered to trade me one of those upper deck cards that, which I didn't know at the time, you could erase the logos and treat them as a misprint. <gasps> and I and I went and I took this sweet, like, I think it was like a Ray Bork, like four year, fourth year. It was a great hockey card. This kid gave me a Sergei Makarov, and I took it home, and I was so happy, and I showed it to my brother, and my brother was like, you just traded that and got nothing for it. And I went, wow. Did you learn uh, from it? Did Shirelli. you learn from the experience? Uh, no, which is why I don't think Shirelli will learn from it either. That kid's name was Peter Shirelli. <laughs> that kid's name was. Yeah, but no, no, no. I was the Peter Shirelli in that. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> Peter Shirelli wouldn't have never done a good deal like that. Here, oh, God, okay. I'm gonna say some things. I'm gonna <laughs> say some podcast. things and just say and just things. and just and just stay with me because it might be all jumbled and all over the fucking place. So we've got a team, and if you listen, and we'll get into the pressers that it's in fucking shatters all on a personal level, and they're having a tough time performing because they're walking on eggshells because they're trying so hard to win individually, and we have no cohesiveness at the moment. Our culture is fucked because we have a terrible leader. We've got terrible management and I we have to be in a position to start trying to pump and be on the player side to try to get them to feel better more comfortable if you hear Adam Larson which I'm assuming we'll talk about a little later 
This guy needs a little bit of love right now. But this is now affecting, you know, me. Yes, I'm connected to the team, but like on a civic pride level in the sense of as an Edmontonian, what's happening with this team is now affecting me as an Edmontonian. I'm going around and I'm getting shit on by everyone. Calgary people. Oh, you're from Edmonton? You clearly suck Oilers. Toronto, you suck Oilers. Like this all is like personal attacks. So as an Edmontonian, Peter Shirelli is not welcome here. He's, he should, he's, he's, he's not allowed to play property taxes. He shouldn't be fucking going to one of our many Starbucks or, or getting delivery of Oodle Noodle. I'm going to refuse his next order. But he's not welcome here. He is not a citizen of this city because clearly he does not give a fuck about any of us. Did you just revoke his hood pass? He's out. Wow. That's a lot of passion. He's respect, out. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm talking to it. I'm, I'm talking to the owner of Sherbrooke liquor. He's, he's out at little brick. And we had a long chat about the team and we're just talking about the culture and the culture and the culture. And it, it's, it's all fucking broken. And all this trickles down into, you know, in terms of ownership to management or what's above the, in between of ownership and management, it's all trickling down to this cesspool that these players need to play in. Yeah. But- and, 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 and this is the, this is the product that we're seeing. I don't think we're that bad of a team. But you've got Lucic who's in his head right now, and the added pressure of playing in Edmonton makes it even worse. It makes it worse for a lot of these players. I don't think we're actually that bad. We just need to create an environment for them to succeed. So I was going to ask Shirelli is the fucking root of this, and because this is linked to my civic pride of being an Edmontonian, I want to take his citizenship card away. So when Iverson, when you said my civic pride is being hurt right now, yes. that you're having to deal with all this. My first question that came to my head was, well, what, are you, what can you do about it? You can't do anything about it. I can't do you, anything about personally, it. Personally, you tried to buy revoking his stuff and, and all that. that but like, you personally can't do anything about it. So, like, why I don't know, Why do you let it affect you so much? So we need to, well, it's, it's all about, we need to realign the shit that we want, we're deflecting but towards we, the team. But we, who's we? Well, no, like. The team, right? Like, I understand like, why we you're have passionate to stop. about it. I think, like, we have to, I think we have to, like. Everything and we are everyone is just focusing on shrub, but I think it really needs to like that like that it, it needs to be focused at that level and that level only right now because we need some major changes because you can't fault the players for the situation we're in right now. We as the royal we chalmers, we as the fans and the organization together. Mm-hmm. So if we all pray for something hard enough, it'll happen. No, we're the oldest nation, guys. There's only literally one thing. No, like, Chalmers is saying like, why do we think like why do we care? Yeah, no, not, no, 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 oh, not why oh, you well, care, like, why you let it affect you so it? much. I care. Well, let it affect because we're all in on the team, son. I understand that. It's like you with like, the Clemson whatevers. You love them so much. <laughs> like, and all year long, you're thinking love about them. their defensive end. <laughs> I did not. And that's how we think about the Oilers. Yes. What else is there to think about? Nothing. So, okay, my point is, is though, like, this is going to continue to happen with the owner who trickles down to only wanting a boys club if... That building isn't making money and yep. they're going to raise beer prices and they're going to make money. And the only thing we can do about it is not go to the fucking games. And, yeah, and, and as, a fan, that is, like that, right? as a fan, that's fucking terrible. But there's so many people here that want the experience of going to hockey games, which I fully understand. But if that building's packed, don't expect change with the regime. You have just don't. So that's, uh, and that's What's, where we need to focus on. I think, I think honestly, it might be time for a new owner. In the sense of like all the stuff, oh. the whole reason behind you know purchasing this team was this giant, gi- ginormous, amazing real estate play that is evolving before our eyes. That's all now happening. I think now it needs because clearly the attention or the direction or the culture or whatever that's being trickled down is clearly not fucking working. 
and it is Groundhog Day with what's going bad, on. We're not. We haven't done really anything owners, to fix that. Bad owners can make can make championship teams. They just can. Jerry Jones can do it. He's a terrible owner. He gets way too involved in it. He had a boys' club. Like he, like it's. He can't, I don't think this is as easy as saying he can change out the owner. Like oh no, I, I'm just saying. But that's one yeah. element. I'm not saying this is no. not. This is not a call no. out. Like. It's got to, like, that. that is something that could happen. Unfortunately, there's probably not that many people in his inner circle that have said to him, you know what, man? This this keeping around, like, dudes from the 80s, it's just not working, man. Like, you're killing everybody with it. You're bringing in GMs that are making bad moves and not doing anything about it. And all these guys are just appeasing you because you want to hang out with them. Like, But they have no active roles in the team. That's the thing. He's keeping the boys club around to be his boys. But who's his got, advisor? Who, who's literally his advisor right now? The person he trusts the most when it comes to day-to-day operations. It has to be Bob Nicholson. Kevin Lowe. Kevin Lowe? So Kevin it Lowe. is Kevin Lowe. So Kevin Lowe is like, I see Kevin, I've seen him at games and he's there all the time. Like he talks to the media and you still get that smug feeling from him. It's just, I don't know, man. I think, I think Nicholson's like the pro running the, like the organization at the macro. And I think that Lowe is like Kate's conciliary to the team. But who's Shirelli's boss? Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. So how does he how does he let this continue to happen? He needs to go as well. Nicholson? Yeah. He like he is knowingly letting this happen. Okay, so if you have one silver bullet, who do you put it into? We'll go around the circle. That well, I I think one silver bullet right now, I think because I'm more focused on the player side. Yeah. So I have to say Shirelli. Right now, because I one bullet, Shirelli. The person just disappears. (laughs) Their contract disappears. Their employment disappears. Oh, you're they talking just, about even players? I guess yes. Anybody? No, fuck it. I'll still believe in Luch if he's if uh, yeah. No, no, I wouldn't put the bullet. Chia. In I I I'd have to say Chia. Bag milk. Who'd I'm you gonna put go with myself. You're gonna put a bullet yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. Oh, oh bag milk. Tired, no. Man. You know what it is? It's like doing actually doing the blogging for a weekend like this, where it's just mind-numbingly painful. Mm-hmm. It's That's more your, tiring that, that, than that, being hungover. Probably your civic pride in the sense of like. Or just like enough's enough. Well, and exactly that. Because today I go on Twitter. I'm doing my thing. I'm running the nation Twitter, waiting for something to happen. Nothing's happening. And all the mentions is an entire league's worth of fans and media just shitting on Edmonton everywhere. Exactly. And we are exhausting. the laughing stock of the hockey community. We are. Chalmers, yeah. you are. You wear anything Oilers <laughs> and you're in another fucking market. You're a joke. Yeah. And that's fine with me. I don't. Is like, it? I'll look at them and go, yeah, man, we're, we suck. But I don't sit there and go. No, 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 dude. You come on, man. You, Chris Chalmers, <laughs> are a fucking joke. No, but I've through changed. these people's eyes yes, because of what's that. happening. I understand that, but if their only perception of me is because I'm wearing my Oilers hat, then so fucking be it. Man, you must be a good dad. Okay, <laughs> so here I want to say my silver bullet. I know my we're, silver not, bullet. we're not done, son. Thank you for saying Go I'm ahead. a good dad. You are a good dad. <laughs> you are a great dad. You're the Connor McDavid of dads. <laughs> Who do you put a bullet in, Chalmers? Whoever is directly underneath Daryl Cates Nicholson. that manages all this. Okay, him. He's got to go. And they need to bring in some somebody who... But do we keep the Bobby Nix burger as a legacy? That's the thing. A Maybe it's going to cost them a bunch of money rebranding the Bobby Nix burger and the re- whatever it takes. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But if we get somebody who Daryl Cates just trusts and will like allow to just... Do things that are best for the product on the ice. I just don't feel like that's what they're doing. If the Oilers were about monetizing, they would have a fire Shirelli burger and they would sell it every night. <laughs> oh, it'd be spicy. Barbecues. It's all salt. <laughs> spicy Havarti. Just salt in between two pieces of bread. So I, I well, want to... Okay. Then I want to I do it. I want to create a proposition. Oh, Ooh, a prop. Propose me. 
Now, Chalmers, you get rid of Nicholson. Sure. Because you think that there's, is it is it the case of there's not enough activity going on within the OEG to make the organization better or the activity that's being done is wrong? Like, is it Kate? I don't think it's like Kate's being like, hey, you do this. Hey, you do that. No, I think no. Kate's is like, do this on your own. And the people that he's like handed it off to are unable to. Do yeah, it. I, I think it's the activity. And I think like I think the things that they're doing are wrong, but it's because like I hate the term the old boys club more than anybody. When people say it, I cringe. Just like when people would say Wasetna to me. I hate that word for some reason. Wasetna? Wasetna? now. Whatever it is. What is that mean? pronounced? It's a town in Edmonton or in, in Alberta. Is that the old Hobima? No. No idea. Oh, no, no, it's north. It so I hate the term the old boys club. But the fact of the matter is, is if you have a rich guy who wants to pay money to hang out with the people that he looked up to, this is what you're going to get if this is the type of expertise they bring with it. He's like, the only way to get rid of it all is to sh- just like, he doesn't get to have that lifestyle. He doesn't get to have like Kevin Lowe's phone number and talk to him every day. He doesn't get to call Craig Mack and say, hey, you want to meet me down in the chairman's lounge for a, a <laughs> Well, he's never here anyway. So, well, not, well, that's so then they don't get to come hang out. They're, they're, if he has to fire them and they don't work for the, ta- the, the, the team anymore, they don't get to come to his house in Malibu or wherever the hell he is. They just don't, he just doesn't get to have that lifestyle. I bet but you right anything. Now, it feels like that's what he's doing. The, this idea of like the red wine summits, you know what that? Yeah. Oh, they all get together and drink red wine. I think, was it, who called them up for that? Spectre. 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 All the old boys get together, drink red wine and fix the team. They have red wine summits. It's working. I don't think Cates is talking to anybody anymore. If we think that like Messier and Cates and Kalo are sitting around in their chinos down in Malibu watching the original boys in the bus movie <laughs> and cheersing each other. Yeah. I bet you they don't even talk. When I heard that Chirelli didn't even talk to Lucic this offseason. Remember that was his boy. And then one year into that untradeable contract he signed him to, he didn't even talk to his boy all summer. I was like, hmm, this narrative that we have in our minds that like everyone's just getting together afterwards and having like an incompetence party. I doubt it. Man. Did you, did you? Yeah. I think well, we're, I think we're to, to your silver that. bullet to oh. Nicholson. Yeah, of course. I'm, I've been thinking about it. When he took the podium last summer and told us that this is Pete's team. Part of the plan. Deflection. Part of the plan. No, but that's Bobby Nick saying that. Maybe he is silver bullet worthy. Maybe. It reminds me of when... Remember when Bieber used to always give his cars to Lil Twist? Yes. And Lil Twist was getting... He got All pulled kinds over of in the tickets. Lambo. This is exactly he got pulled over like in the Lambo. Somebody had Finally. to take Bieber, yeah. shake him, and say, listen, bro, you can't be lending your Ferrari to Lil Twist all the time. You can't be trusted. He's the worst member of YMCMB. Somebody got to Bieber... That that time and got him to stop. That's what I'm saying. So I'm on. I'm on the same page as you, Tom. So we're looking to Justin Bieber for the prototype of how to solve this problem. We need Scooter Braun. We're looking to Team Bieber and how he's managed his life. Here's what I do: silver bullet bag milk. Go ahead. So I walk into the new arena, Chalmers, right, wearing nothing at all, assless chaps, (laughs) six shooter in each thing, with one bullet though, and and both guns. Yeah, and my Taylor (laughs) Hall Draft Country Oil Draft Country, whatever it was, Oil Country Draft 2010 shirt that I bought at a Prospects game for seven dollars. I still have it. And I'd walk in the dressing room, and I'd get the gun out, and I'd look at everybody, and I'd look at Lucic, and his eyes would be big because he knows he's underperformed. I'd be like, no, too easy. <laughs> and I'd look down the bench, and I would look over at, like, who else sucks? Well, we'll Spice say reader. Talbot. But I'm like, nah, you got twins. I'm going to let you live, B. Boom! I'd blow Trent Yanni's head off to send a fucking message. <laughs who is Trent Yanni? Trent Yanni is the defensive coach. <laughs> he's dead now, boy. You better skate harder. 
Manning, you piece of shit. I feel like the silver in that bullet wasn't worth the <laughs> shot. I think there's so many people in the room that need to be scared that you don't shoot one of them. You do like an El Chapo move and you like shoot one of the lieutenants that you don't care about to scare all the ones that are capable of improving. Yeah, Trent like when, Yanni, like you're he, dead, son. Like when he when he gets Victor in uh, Breaking Bad. What's his, What's the guy's name? I've never watched Breaking Bad, so you're looking at the I wrong d- guy. Uh, whoa. <laughs> never mind. I want to... I want to. I want to create. This is like. Well, oh no, we got. If, if we got a whole thing, we got to take a break because well, Jared had his finger in the air. Oh, is this a thing or do we have a, got, well, a quick it's one? proposition? All right, so we'll do it after the break. Real life podcast. Back after this. Jared's damn finger. Sumojerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors: teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at Sumojerky.com, check them out online. Enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high quality handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. God, I could use some jerky right cool. now. Should be arriving. I saw, uh, I've seen some photos online. Uh, People getting their bags. Chalmers thought Trent Yanni played for Chicago, so... <laughs> <laughs> Silver well, he, bullet. Did, he did an NHL 94. Is like, is Chicago in town or something? What's going on here? Oh, jeez. Jay, what do you got? You got a whole proposition. Well, I, I, I was thinking. Uh, okay. So now we're a cap team uh, that has Connor McDavid. Explain what that means. So we're a team that spends the cap. Yeah. So we have got Connor McDavid, and we feel like we're living in hell. And we've had one good year in 13. So would you rather... So I'm, I'm, I was thinking about Ooh, would, sparsing, you rather? I, I, would you rather now I was thinking about the past. Remember in the nineties? Oh, do I <laughs> remember the night? This is post old boys club nineties. When we would go buy our tickets at seven 11. Yeah. And the Oilers were just a bunch of Johnny lunch pails and they would just squeak in eighth place. So you'd feel every win, but you wouldn't be upset because you kind of expected them to lose. Yeah. And they would squeak into the playoffs and then surprises. Sometimes they make it to the second round. And if they did, amazing. That, that felt like the Stanley Cup. So, would you rather be in that situation where your team, because there wasn't a cap around, were probably spending to the basement if they were? They were probably the lowest budget team in the league, but they were able to find a way to get it done. Would you want to have that Johnny Tryhard lunch bucket '90s Oilers just always, always finding a way to get in and put in a fucking hard work and effort because they came and competed every night? Or would you rather be going through what we're going through right now? What was more fun? Oh, wow. There's no question what was more fun. It was watching Billy G out there it, twirling and whirling and exactly. watching. Expectations were less then. It was less heartache. Watching Mike Greer was, pop his but shoulder the, in. But the, but the hockey was different. We were These are all guys that just had the can-do attitude or can-do spirit and came out and busted their nuts. They might have not had the elite level ability. We'd maybe have one guy like Dougie Wade or Billy G or whatever, and then just a bunch of Todd Marchant's wrapped around him and Mikey Greer's. 
and oh, just saying those four names, I want the '90s back. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah so yeah, where, where it was, like, you felt it. Like, holy shit, we 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 beat the Rangers. Like, like a that's Marty awesome. Like, right now, and then yeah, and then like squeak into the like. <clears throat> would we rather that or this fucking cesspool that we're dealing with right now? I have to think that in those days we were swimming against the stream because we knew if David Oliver lit it up, we'd lose him for a hundred grand to the Rangers. Yeah. The issue here isn't that we're losing anybody, ironically. Nope. The only well, guys when, was it, it better to be a fan then or now? Then way better. This is the worst it's been ever for an Oilers fan. And we have Connor McDavid. I would argue this is the worst time it's ever been to be an Oilers fan. Yeah. Because the delta between what should be happening and what is happening has never been won. And the best player in the league is on our team. And 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 this is where my my head's exploding. As yeah. someone who's got to partake in that nineties yeah. and not to bring up the past because we didn't win any cups, but like I felt if I was just I was more connected. I was, no, no, it, was, no. it was, and that was before Oilers Nation too. That was just when you were a civilian reading uh, a young David Staples' takes in the journal. Yeah, bag we, milk presser talk. What did Connor say? Connor was basically, I think, and this is just a paraphrase because I lost the quote. But the money shot is, <laughs> if you don't believe, you've got to leave. And Connor still, Connor is. Bless his heart. He was trying to say that there's a lot of belief in the group. It's up to them. Uh, he's doing all the Connery things that you would expect. But the look in his eyes tell me that he doesn't really mean it. He's a little bit dead inside. Really? He just had that look like either he's got a crippling flu of some kind, which he's been known to play through. Connor tired. Or he's just he's exhausted. Because back. you know what? He has a whole city on his back. There's three forwards on this team that are worth anything. And they're playing so many minutes right now that this guy just looks exhausted. Well, hockey's exhausting. But if you, and like, nothing's more exhausting than having to go home at night and think about how tomorrow I'm going to get trotted out to answer these questions. And I've got to somehow give people an answer that's not going to make them like just completely depressed. I I love Connor for saying what he said. I love like that. That's exactly what a leader should say. I don't know what's happening in the locker room, but like to go out and say that, I think it's good. You know that guy's giving it his all, and I feel like who's he mad at when Connor lies in his gold yeah, bed at night? That's a good who's question. Who's he pissed at? There was a thing they showed. They had uh, old Remenda and uh, the other gray-haired fellow. What's his name? Bagwell, uh, angry guy, John Shannon, and they were second intermission <laughs> at the Car- at the Carolina game, <laughs> bastards. But they're like basically ripping on the McBlender. Right. And they're like, players want to stay together as a line and they want to be allowed to work through it as a group. And they showed some play where they were doing a, like a zone start and they're going into the offensive zone and something goes awry and someone's like not familiar with the play. And they just show Connor like wheeling to the bench because the play is dead. And that dead inside your eyes look, you just look like. Well, there's, there's, I, 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 I you you got to think that guy is full of frustration. Right but now. who? Who is he mad at, you think? I would be frustrated at, well, and I mean, obviously I'm just guessing, but I would be frustrated at Peter Shirelli in the sense that it is impossible to build a house with one hammer and a handful of jelly beans. Chalmers, have you ever built a house with jelly beans? Never. Your story checks out, bag milk. It's just it can't like, be done. So. Uh, yeah. Players like that win. And he does not have the team around him to do that. And there was one person or a collective of people which is arguably worse than one person that is responsible for all the players that are around him. This is four years into Shirelli's tenure now. This is his team. You're oh, not blaming Mac no. T. You're not blaming no. Tambellini. The best players you have on this team were from Tambellini and Mac T. So if I'm Connor, that's who I'm frustrated at. I'm also frustrated at the people above Shirelli that just see this as fine as enablers. But who inside the room? 
Oh, like, inside the room. I think if you're Connor and you're like thinking more micro, right? you're not like thinking big picture organization. You're thinking like, good Christ, why haven't we scored in the last eight power plays or whatever it was? Who's he mad at, Jay, you think? Is he mad at Lucic? Is he like, you were supposed to come here and be the guy that I wanted to play with when I was 15, but you showed up when you were old and shitty? It's funny Hitchcock says that, like, they're playing for him. That was a bunch playing of for who? Got for Lucic because he scored. Oh. It's like, these guys love him. They're playing for him. Who is he mad at? Connor doesn't seem like the type of guy that gets mad at other players. No, I think he's like mad at himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's oh, oh, fuck. for being born a year too early. Chalmers, you shut your mouth. You're and good dad, but you're a jerk Oilers fan. <laughs> I don't think, I think also the, when Chris Pronger bounced on Edmonton and let Edmontonians think it was because he didn't like Bonnie Doon Mall, I think we still feel aftershocks of that. We still feel aftershocks of the Gretzky trade. We still feel the aftershocks of the dismantling of the cup team in 1990. This idea that Oilers fans are running around being like, oh no, Connor's going to want to leave. Like, that's just not even in the cards. For a guy like Connor McDavid, the way he's wired, he's got an eight-year deal and a hundred million bucks and he's the franchise. He wants to be in Oilers' whole career. But he's got a a machine around him. But is it... it, He's got a machine around him Sitting around here, otherwise. Start... Well, no, we've never heard one peep that Connor wants to leave. This is a storyline. Of course. But this is a storyline Oilers fans are making up to make themselves doubly more free. Well, I wouldn't know. I I wouldn't say so much Oilers fans are making it up in the sense that you are 100% right that the Pronger trade, the Gretzky trade, all this is still lingering. Everybody else that follows hockey knows that pressure point and they are pushing it heavily right now. So it's a point where Oilers fans have nothing left to do but say, well, maybe he is going to leave or get angry and go to battle. But at some point, you got to think on Connor's side. Like he is on a mission. And if he is in a situation where he is being prevented because he can't do it all on his own. We're talking legacy. Yeah. So that's where this ties in. So that's where you'd be like, at some point, does he think like, well, we got to part ways here? Is it hard to imagine that Connor isn't somewhat mad slash frustrated with the fans and media in Edmonton? No, because of the way that we he needs players. Let's just let's look at it from his point of view. He needs players to play with that can score goals, and we don't allow these players to make mistakes without ripping them apart. Then the team they have to sense it, they see it, and they make moves. You know, uh, like Kajula is playing great in Chicago. Yeah. In my opinion. And with Trent Yanni, he hasn't scored yet, though, right? Manning scored first. Yeah, Manning so, scored first. Which was, that but blew so, my so mind for my Yeah, goes, I was like, shocked. Is there a part of him that just, if he was to have a candid moment and you said to him, like, this will not leave this room, what do you think? What would you say to the fans in the media? Just say, like, just chill, you guys. Like, don't. Don't just kill everybody at the first sight of blood. Dude, we are patient. We Are Are extreme- you shitting me? Buddy, we've made the playoffs once in 13 years. I understand that, but we're not patient. We're patient in the long run, but in everyday life, you think we're patient with like certain players and people? You think we're not maybe the most unpatient team in the league when it comes to dealing with a player who... The, uh, the fact that Toby Ryder isn't getting a worse deal is shocking to me right now. Because he's not making $9 million a year. He wasn't signed to be a gun. I understand So that. we're not shitting on Dreisaitl. So, we're not Cal- shitting on McDavid. So Calgary's we're shitting doing, on Luch. So Calgary's doing really good right now. Are they shitting on James Neal? Because he's worth they're a lot winning. of money. They're winning. They are. That's, That's the thing. James they, Neal takes a lot of heat in Calgary. Yeah, and, but, and they're winning. That's the thing. Like If, if everything... If, if, if we don't see a light at the end of the tunnel right now, when, 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 when we drafted McDavid in 2015... 
were like, I was telling everyone, I'm like, the next 15 years of my life are going to be awesome. And I'm out and, and we had that first season where we were shit and that was fine. Just like Crosby. He, I think Pittsburgh still finished last and they drafted Melkin and he got a hundred points. Like I was fine with that next year. We make the playoffs, but then all of a sudden we see, and all these changes happening that are having a negative impact on the team. And then that reopens the wound. That was the decade of darkness. Yeah. We, at some point as fans, we we're actually entitled to having a good team. At we are, some point, an, of course we are. We're there's, being denied that right now. And it's, it's not the players on the ice's fault. It's the fact that we traded Ryan Stone Strom for now waivers for no one, or we made that trade for uh, uh, Griffin Reinhardt. These are all things that are that that are all now showing their head right now, and we're feeling that someone's taking this away from us. Yes, I agree that, and, and that's so why we're mad. Half of the players that leave here, due to just a stupid mistake by the organization, that go on and and you see them like Cogliano, who's just a really nice fit over there, and and. Uh, uh, Glenn Curtis or Corey Glencross. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Curtis. Because I love the way what's his name said that uh, on the radio. But anyways, these guys go and they get moved for stupid decisions. Yes. Yep. And you look at them a couple of years or a year down the road and you go, man, that was a pretty stupid decision. How many guys that have left here because of fan and media pressure, they just, they they got worse over the time. And they go and they're also successful. And you go, man, that was we ran that guy out a bit and he was successful. That happens the opposite way. I get that. But at the same time, I just don't think that you can say that we are. But that's a symptom of bigger. Someone players. who gets run out of town. So Everly got ran out of town because he performed shitty in the playoffs. And you can argue he's performing. He's, he's, he's shitty in Long Island. So that's fine. Justin Schultz. Yeah, we shit on. But you don't know why? We had a fucking GM that said he's a Norris candidate. Put him in first pairing. Exposed all of his weaknesses. And set him up to fail. They created the situation for us yeah, to react so I, like that. I guess, I guess you're like what it sounds like is that again, management is it's, the it's, ones that, yeah, it's like they're selling, they're trying to sell us a bag of goods to make their, at that moment, their decision to seem right. So we all get behind it. Yeah. And if they were just to say, look, man, we got this guy and we think he could be good. Let's just see how it plays out. Now our expectation level doesn't get shot through the roof. There's no, yeah. And when it, at the first There's, sign of it stinking like shit, we don't, we're so reactionary. There's no long-term planning. And then also you get things like, oh, it's Peter's team. When the Rangers are basically putting a handwritten letter out to their fans saying, hey, we're sorry. We fucked up and we're, we're going to fix this. I think that Edmontonians or Oilers fans, not just in Edmonton, all they really want is like a fair deal. They want to understand what's up. And I think the communication is so piss poor. When you're like, wow, they come out and just be like, hey, we got this guy. Chill out. I agree. Like I've been watching a lot of non Oilers games. I'm trying to get my fix of wins. You know how you do. <laughs> you watch American feeds. They got assistant coaches on during intermission. They're interviewing the coach on the bench during the game, during the game, mind you. Right. There's way more accountability. I think the fact that anybody's even paying attention to the Oilers is insane. If it wasn't for Connor, I shudder to think of what we'd be icing right now. That'd be terrible. We'd have Kovalchuk and shit. Right. But when you don't communicate with your fans who are extraordinarily heavily invested in your team, you're going to have everything go sideways and you're going to have people being mad. You're going to have people knocking each other out in the stands. And you have, and when you have also fans like they do in Edmonton that know the game and know what's going on. Or think we know the game because we played NHL 94 in 2008. And and that's where we are worse to like Chalmers point. Like we are, we are armchair GMs. You know, we, we, we are, we're all a bunch of scouts in the stands. Like, but that's, 
but that's being and that's fine. Tell me a better way to get through twelve years of one year of playoff hockey. Like what else? What, what we gotta do? What the Minnesota Vikings fans did: grow long beards and say we won't cut them until we're in the Super Bowl, <laughs> then die with a real long beard. Like <laughs> but, I don't know what. Who yeah, you could I don't know what there is, is to do. Model. Go to movies. Chalmers. I did go to a movie. Which one? Vice. Oh, how was it? Dick Cheney? Unbelievable. I heard it's Christian really Bale looks like Dick Cheney, but <laughs> Dick Cheney kind of sounds like Batman. <laughs> it's very interesting. Let's take a break. Real Life Podcast. We'll talk about Dick Cheney after this. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Rig Hand in your liquor store and visit RigHandDistillery.com. Chalmers. Yeah. You seem frazzled. Just tired, man. Yeah, you seem t- You're tired? <laughs> what happened? What's the matter? I haven't, had, I haven't had a Red Bull in what's today? 22nd? The 21st. 21st. So I should have had 42 Red Bulls this year already, and, <laughs> and I've had zero. Wow. Do you have any other caffeine at all, or was that no. your sole source? Well, I don't know. Does Coke Zero have caffeine in it? Yeah, I would imagine so. A little, why bit, you little dose. Yeah, why are you trying the Because I hate coffee. But I, haven't I did it? Why don't you get something like delicious, like a nice vanilla latte no, or something? No, because like, I think I already said this on the podcast once, but like, I got two problems with coffee. Number one, the minute I drink it, I got to find a bathroom. And number two... I, I haven't met a person who doesn't have a coffee that doesn't spill it all over themselves all the time. That's like, only Tim Hortons coffee because their, co- their lids are yeah, terrible. Yeah, they're lids. So for everyone, just for exactly some backstory here, Chalmers had had, I guess we can say for now, One a Red Bull addiction. He was like the Bobby Brown of Red Bull. Yeah, Call like that. He would. His <laughs> wife was trying to tell him not to drink Red Bull, so he would see, he would hide his Red Bull and have secret. Red Bulls that his I wife would I couldn't keep them in the of. fridge and I'd like to drink them cold. So I had to find alternate ways to make them cold a hold without the ground, her seeing them. Nature's fridge? Yeah, fridges outside, ice buckets. So no. you made the mistake of twelling, telling all 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast about this. Then someone tweets at you and me and at the old lady. Yep, oh no, was, the missus got looped yeah, in. So now, she, now it's, she doesn't get to see it all that often because I hide it. Twitter? Um, no, no, no. The Red Bull addiction. Ah. So when somebody brings it up to her, uh, on social, like yeah. a snitch. Yeah. Oh, that opens up a she can goes, of worms. Oh, you're still drinking those, huh? Two a day? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I thought you were going to not drink those anymore. You know, I don't like them. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't like them either, but they're gross. They're so good. So, yeah, no. I So I told her for New Year's resolution, good I would give them up. Good, buddy. So now drink rock stars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, what no. what are the loopholes here? Energy. There is not one. There's no energy drinks. Just, just no, no energy, energy drinks. drinks. It's a blanket. Yeah. No so energy falling drinks. asleep Anything while you're driving now. Like, like a pop. If you had like, yeah, pretty like if you have a pop, you know, like those Mountain Dews that have or like the Cokes or the Pepsis that have like the energy kick to them. Nothing. None of that shit. Like <laughs> I literally have to have water and like Cokes. Like all I really ever drank was Red Bull, Coke Zero, Rum and Coke, Ryan Cokes. Uh, <laughs> I hope that would make the list. Some, some <laughs> like, milk. I know what you drink. <laughs> like some milk and uh, G2s. And so we buy a lot of G2s from old Costco now. So yeah, no man, like I'm falling asleep when I'm driving. I'm veering into lanes. Like it's, it's getting dangerous out there. You know what keeps Get, me awake? Spit. My thunderous rage for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm not actually falling asleep when I'm driving people. It's just a joke. But like I've found that eating spits while I drive helps. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's, 
So, but yeah, we we have to find a different crutch for you. We well, got so, we got to so get what else has caffeine. Man. Man, co- I can, I'm not drinking meth. Like you I can hate learn it. Just key bumps all I over the place. Just do meth, man. <laughs> I hate get smell. a little rig. Keep it in your <laughs> glove box. Cigarettes I'd smoke. But seriously, if I I I can't drink coffee and I don't like the taste, I don't like the smell. I will never drink coffee. I just it's I know me. I'll never do it. So like other than mainline five hour energies straight to your vein yeah, well, that's, to, that's an energy drink nope. look that's not the only resolution i have i'm trying to get a little bit healthier in all aspects maybe present myself a little better for the missus oh and so i'm trying to cut down some sugar too i can't just be drinking all these sugar drinks like there's got to be something so i exercise in the morning oh, that's good keeps me yeah it's gets you get a little more energy during the day when you do that yeah chalmers will give you a tip if you want some energy in the morning have an apple for breakfast it That's what I've been doing. Very right energizing. It's nice. Is the this apple? a thing? It's a fucking it thing, man. What, Other nature done? Or is this the is this the best? You work for the Apple study? Board, Jay? Well, if anyone's in the Apple industry, <laughs> I will pour out your apples. Some golden delicious, maybe a gala. Not, I'll try it for all next week. I'll have an apple every morning. Every morning. Okay. It's it it provides you some alertness. It gives you wings. How do you eat? Do you just like straight bite into it? Because I don't like biting into apples like Knife that. Knife and fork normally. So I, yeah. Well, I have this thing at home where you just like push it down. No, straight up. This thing pushes it down and makes like eight perfect slices. Oh my God. You just can't put it in your hand and eat it of your hand? Yeah, I, I went, you, I I went like old to school. do that. Jesus. Okay. Well, for five-star Chalmers and his, <laughs> yeah, use your little slicing device, but eat the fucking apple. Okay. Sounds good. I will. So. Give it a go. To sum it up, I have 42 Red Bulls. What does that cost? So I've I haven't drank forty two Red Bulls, and I've saved myself one hundred and twenty six bucks so far. There you go. Not drinking them. Yeah, you should. And my wife is a whole lot happier with me. She doesn't check in as much as I'd like. I'd like to be able to like. Maybe someone should rat you out again. Yeah, someone out there rat him out again. I think I saw Chalmers on it. Let's hold her. What's Aaron's Twitter handle, Chalmers? I don't know. What's your Twitter handle? I I honestly don't know. You do know. Well, you don't know Twitter handle. Aaron Chalmers or is there like a global on there or something at the end? I have. I'm telling you, I don't know. <laughs> For a man who said to his wife already in the media, if you don't change your name to my name when we get married, we're done. You really haven't followed up. <laughs> yeah, you're you allowed. really just took her at her word. Yeah, and she's then Aaron Harrison at Global. What is Aaron? I'm literally looking I it up see. and it's not Can coming. you? Well, it's, it's, well, there's a dampening field here, Chalmers. Yes. The Oilers have seen to it. So <laughs> I think it's at Chalmers Aaron or at Aaron Chalmers. Okay. Aaron works for... She's the anchor global. lady on global. She is. She's the Every morning day. anchor lady. Morning anchor lady. She does a beautiful job. <laughs> Snitch to Aaron and say, it's follow at, up with Chris. Send in a tip to the news team. Yeah, that's right. At Chalmers Aaron. Say, at hey, Chalmers. I heard hey. your husband's been doing a great job. Not He's drinking a good guy. No, no, no. And tell a good father. He, uh, tell him I saw him sneaking a Red Bull the other day. <laughs> no, no. Oh, behind a dumpster. See, that's <laughs> not helpful. No. Well, then at least get her vested. You want you want her more engaged. You want her checking on you. I do. Because you want to be proud of what you're doing I right want to be able to not. And she can tell when I lie because if she's like, did you have a Red Bull? I'd be like, I'd have to think that that split second think. Is she going to find out? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> Charles, I'll teach this you how way to I can just be like, yeah, baby. Thanks for asking. Ask tomorrow again. And again. You know Anyways, what? This conversation was so up? much more fun about talking about the fucking toxic mess. When I shot Trent Yanni. Well, that was, was kind of funny, though? actually. <laughs> I enjoyed that. You give anything up, Begman? RIP. I don't give anything up, no. No I, resolutions uh, at all? No, 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 no. I just, I, I'm one with my vices. I appreciate them. We're on an understanding. We have an understanding. So you no, mapped, I don't give anything. perfectly up. mapped them into your life. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They balance each you, other out. Uh, I, so I was away. I haven't had a chance. So normally I set goals for the year and I, I will do that in the next week. 
And some of it will be like lifestyle stuff, of course. So I don't have anything specific, but it's just trying to. You guys don't take this serious enough. Oh, oh, buddy, I do. I say like my my goals would be like I don't have I don't, I don't smoke. I don't. I don't know. Like I set a goal to read more this year. <laughs> I like I said, a book I know, one goal, thing I did you know. is I've cut my coffee intake down. I try it. So I will not have a coffee past 11 a.m. How many are you running now? Like so I've had, I, I've, I've personally had three today. I'm two, two is the most I can have. <laughs> and I can't have anything like, or sorry. Yeah. Anything after 11 a.m. Cause like if you have a coffee after 11 a.m. or afternoon, I notice that I'm sometimes on edge in the evening. And so I'm just uh, limiting some caffeine intake right there. But in the morning, I can have two cups. I don't care if it's back to back, but it's all good. Nice. Get on the coffee train, John. No, man, I think you'll like happen. it, man. I'm, tr- I'm telling you. Buddy, I- it, you can do it. Well, you know how much sugar and cream I'd have to put in there? No. Or like Bailey's? Like, I, I, I literally <laughs> you know how drunk I'll have to be. Like, like, coffee and Bailey's is amazing. I'll yeah, be so, so they, drunk so if I drink coffee every day. I, because I have gone out to play outdoor hockey and I've wanted a coffee Bailey's or I've been doing an outdoor event at something, I've wanted a coffee Bailey's. Do you know that I've had to figure out the ratio to do it that fits for me? And it is literally 50-50, if not more Bailey's. So another thing you could do on, on that note that's non-alcoholic is you can go French vanilla half Coffee half. Aren't those things just full of sugar? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're taking. I never drank sugar. any coffee throughout university. So if, right, I, if I, and I didn't drink coffee at all because I thought I, I didn't want to smell like all my teachers in school. You ever they lean over yes, your desk and be like, yeah. yes. Hi, yes. Do you know your multiplication tables? I'm like, good lord, I hate that smell. I go get a real job after school, right? And I remember going in, Curtis, my boy, and, and no, I wouldn't have been Curtis. Anyways, fine, different guy. But and I'm just like, man, I'm fucking tired. How do we get through this? How many more years till I get to retire? And they're like, you're 23. I'm like, okay. How do we do it? This guy was like, we drink coffee. It was my first day as having a real job. We drink coffee. And we went down the hallway, drank a coffee, and never looked back. And now know. you're on, like, you drink a couple Buddy, of we're in our cafe. I need so much coffee. Mm-hmm. We you had to create a cafe. business <laughs> to bring us coffee to our desk. I just feel like your, your guys' way of getting me to drink coffee would entail me having the 26 grams of sugar that a Red Bull has in that cup of coffee to make it taste good for me. So it's like, well, what? I'm not giving up anything because now I'm still getting the caffeine. So my heart's still getting that that jolt, and the cough and the sugar's still making me wired and like. Caffeine's not fat, bad for you so. within reason. What if you just swallow a handful of beans? There you go. Just mix it up. They have. The, well, what does the beans have? The coffee, the caffeine in them already? What is this natural <laughs> caffeine? You just chuck them in down the hatch. Coffee beans. There's yeah. a lot I don't know about. Or coffee just have beans. coffee ice cream. Have like a whole quart of. Well, I swear, to God, you guys are trying to like. I knew a guy who used to eat chocolate covered coffee have beans. Ice cream he, for he would have a bag beside his bed, and what he would do is he would roll over. This was his alarm. He'd eat a handful of coffee beans <laughs> covered in chocolate. Go back to sleep. When his eyes shot open, forty five <laughs> right. minutes later, it was like time a rocket. to start the day. If anyone is listening, please send us suggestions. <laughs> no I know, but if if there is happened to one person and they've got a suggestion, knowing what Chalmers' demands are of can't be coffee and can't have sugar, what can he drink to stay alert? <laughs> he could go foraging for some guarana root. Ooh, that's right. That's what I heard. I, well, I've got issues with guarana. I've read some bad articles about oh, guarana. Man, nothing's good. You know what? <laughs> Nothing is good, man. Being alive is a fatal disease. Best and worst. Jared, you like that segue? You know it. Showers. Drinking a Red Bull. <laughs> that was water, babe. There's also, there's also an empty Red Bull can on the yeah, gas staring me right and in the face. Been staring and we're at sponsored by Red Bull, You're so there's doing a this fridge upstairs full of free yeah. Red Bull. We recommend everyone drink Red Bull. I'm going to Red Bull after this, this case. Chalmers? We're going to support his decision. I respect your decision. Like, That's why I'm not married to your wife, Glug. Because you drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Best of the worst. 
I'll go first. My best of the week is my worst of the week. So I bought a new Connor jersey bag milk. Super sharp. Really All nice. All-star, black. You know me, Chalmers. I only wear it's beautiful. black. And yeah. Motherfuck. If I didn't hold on to that thing, I wore it to bed one night. Yeah. Talked about it last week. Felt great. Brought it out for the Calgary game. Peeing before the game starts. No. Haven't said a word. No, no, no. Don't worry. I didn't pee on the jersey. Okay. <laughs> Peeing at Rogers. Guy in line goes, oh, I like your jersey, Wanye. Whoa. I wasn't talking. I didn't know anybody in the bathroom. I'm like, what the hell? How could somebody know that? With the, I'm at the game with my friend, Aaron. You know. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, because you have really broad shoulders and no bum. You're easy to pick out. I'm like, I don't have a bum. So then the whole fucking first period, I'm sitting there reeling from the news. I don't have a bum. And what I'm am not, I sitting on? I don't have a bum. Precisely. Uh, sitting my, straight on when it comes right down to it, you were asking to get noticed because you put out a jersey that not many people probably people have, have. And then wore Tons of people have. Oh, do they? Yeah. I walked up to another guy and went, nice podcast, Wanya. Too bad no one listens. He had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> so my best of the week and my worst of the week are the same damn thing. Yeah, no bum. No bum. Short <laughs> arms. Connor All-Star jersey. A lot of sass. Bag milk, best of the week. I'm going to go ahead and say my best and worst of the week are one thing as well. Mm. Best of the week is that the Oilers have a 10-day break coming up after tomorrow's game against the Detroit Red Wings. I'm looking forward to that. Worst of the week is that I have to look forward to a 10-day break. Two years ago when they went on that playoff run, oh. no such break was welcomed by me. Oh, no, Connor's birthday? All the hockey. And this year, I'm... Uh, Looking forward to a little decompression time. Yeah, it's time to to reflect. Yeah, I'm gonna take a take a dip in Lake Bag Milk and just enjoy myself for ten days. You have a lake? Well, I might in my mind. Sure. <laughs> you had a pond, I believe, at a golf tournament. That's true. The signs Half upstairs. Pond could be in a lake. Jay, best and worst. What do you got? Best buddy? and worst. So I'll start with my worst. Uh, our boy at Oilholic on Twitter has been asking us repeatedly for me to tell the husky shit story. You got to. Uh, mm. and it's obviously I told if I had time today I would do it. So my worst of the week is that sorry, man, you're gonna have to keep waiting. I'm not gonna say my worst of the week is the Oilers because clearly that's what, that's what this whole episode's been about. So shout out to my boy Oil Holic, who I ran into at Superstore parking lot, came up to me saying, "When are you gonna tell the story for real?" Yes. Oh, this Monday. guy wants it. Really good guy. When you tell it eventually, it has to I'm be like, brought man, to he's you. Like, by he's like, I've been there so many times. I'm like, I know, man. You'll get it. You, you're the one who'll get it. You just give, give him like give a, a little screening. flavor. Yeah. Just add a little bit all, to it. Right all, okay, DM him a video of it, you it telling really, it. So just briefly, it really involves. So it's on the gas station side. So in if, you can, if you can picture. No, no not no, 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 In Wolf, West, Wolf, 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 So if you've been in the gas station side, you'll understand the makeup of the two entrances. And everything that's in between. I, I just don't want to give it away too much because we got to tell in detail. But, but, a, but a buddy goes to the Wolf Willow Husky and all hell breaks loose. And all hell breaks loose. It's one minute to closing it, time but and he can't situ- make it any further. Well, and there's a situation that leads to why he has to go there. Like, it's going to it take, I'm going to need about 15 to 20 minutes because the description is what's going to be key for the laughter. So that is coming down the pipe. It's just a Nation Network podcast special event. Yeah, it should just it. be its own episode. It's, yeah. <laughs> My best of the week is non hockey related. Because fuck hockey for right now. <laughs> it's it's more to do with just a small place in my heart. It's called Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Go on. They are in the midst of trying to regain the arms race. The arms race for world's largest moose. Some a bunch of ass hats in Norway built this. It's shiny too. The Norwegian giant Ugh. silver, if you will, moose on a highway. It's not even a town. And they put it up there to help reduce. Distracted driving. 
a that, huge by adding, a giant, yeah by adding to it <laughs> so it is now it, it it took over my boy mac the moose you got to go check him out who Good burned dude. to the ground and they rebuilt burned to the ground rebuilt i was part of the fundraiser i bought shirts it was all about save restore mac the moose so the mayor is actively pursuing ideas to make him the world's largest moose i think the simplest solution is just increasing its antlers. Yeah, smart. Like that, a real moose. That, like a real moose. Make it, give him a bigger rack. Yeah. Mac the rack. Everything it is bigger. So I'm pumped that Moose Jaw is going out to, 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 to regain its international crown. And for that, that's my best of the week. Good other, on you, Moose Other Jaw. way to regain the title? Destroy the other moose. Well, yeah, send a easier. team of commandos. That's, that's something we can't talk about. Right. It's probably cost more to get to Norway and destroy it then well, it we'd just, never destroy there is a plot right now wink. happening every 2 p.m at burger king over coffee in moose jaw <laughs> the snowbirds just the, get way extra fuel gonna be deployed we'll be back in 17 hours yeah what? where are they going <laughs> yeah just like in moose jaw they got those awesome tunnels they're tunneling their way to norway <laughs> i'm gonna shoot up underneath that moose and lop off its legs and drop it the 31 centimeters it needs <laughs> we out to be the shorter than mac chalmers yes best worst hit me yeah so my first best, because I might have two. Oh. Uh, my first best was, Clemson. not shockingly enough, football this weekend. Oh. It was amazing. I had the best day of watching football yesterday. And both games, my my very best of that was at 11, uh, 11.30, I placed my two-game parlay. I placed my bet, taking the Rams in the first game. Oh, you can't. I just did. I don't know. And then the, pay, the Pats in the, in the second game. That, after the Rams won was looking like a really sweet win. But I decided to hedge my bet because there was a way that I could come out without losing anything if I bet on Kansas City. And so I did. So going to the second game, I won no matter what. And that kind of took a little bit of fun away from it. So I decided to take that extra money and put it on the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. Uh, how'd they do? Oh, uh, not good. So that, well, that could be considered my worst, but... Now, my new best, and this could, if you guys haven't seen the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. Produced by the, Crispy Shorts. Produced by Crispy Shorts of the Fuck Jerry Productions yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the party that never, the festival that never happened. It is one of the best things I've seen in a long time. And you will not regret watching it. There's some shocking things that happen in that. And the fact that they, a week out, didn't pull the plug on this whole thing and still let people fly there is amazing. Talk. I can't wait to watch it. I'm super excited. Anybody, it is so good, man. It is so sad. good. It kind of sounds, the fire festival, which is the <laughs> festival that never happened, kind of sounds like the Edmonton Oilers, which is the playoff run that's never going to happen. Yeah, I'm they all keep for, jacking up ticket prices and, uh, and they yeah, just exactly. invite us all. Everyone's just on pro- the plane. Yeah. Promising us. Ja Rule's you know what? up. Hey. I'm all for anything Ja Rule will endorse. Yeah. Ja Rule Ordinarily. loves the Oilers, actually. Hey, perfect. He does. He, he's, you know what? And the fact is, is that I think most of these guys skated on this thing, except for the one main guy who's the villain in the show. And man, you just are going to grow to hate this person a lot. Good thing that came out. I don't even know if I want to wreck this. Uh, ja Rule has never been heard from since? No. No, so he's still true. when you watch the documentary, there is, one, there is one person in this small island in the Bahamas well, who worked their whole lady? life the restaurant for lady? some savings. Yeah. And she went out of her way for two days to make all these people food and all this stuff. And she lost everything. And it was like $50,000. And because of this documentary, a GoFundMe page was made up and they gave, they raised $90,000 in two days oh, and they gave it to this awesome. woman. And she's literally in the whole documentary. She's the one that affects you the most at the end. And you're just like, you really understand what these assholes did to this, this Island. 
they just they just went in and destroyed it in a matter of a week. Like just yeah, they destroyed people's lives. Really, it is like the Oilers. It is. Yeah, it is. It's an amazing documentary. There's another one on Hulu. I haven't seen it. So if it sucks or if it's good, there's I don't two know. fire documentaries. It came out at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even know that how to like get the Hulu. Steve Jobs so. movies. They were just oh, stacking on top every of each afternoon. Other. A new yeah. Steve Jobs movie came out. Yeah. So that's my recommendation of the week. Slash best. It's a new thing. That's a new thing. It just <laughs> happened. Well, gang. Oh, this can't wait to see song? you next week. Yeah, sorry. We're making cut you off, Wanye. Detailed plans on how to make a 3D weapon, 3D printing, and then we're gonna go to Norway and take back the Mac the Moose Championship. Peace out, real life podcast. Fuck Harvard. <laughs>